Coming up on this episode of The Commercial Break. Wasn't there a Paulina Sorvino? A Paula Sorvino? Maybe. Remember her dad Probably was like a big, somewhere in like the a big fat guy who ate a lot of pasta and was in the <laughs> Italian movies <laughs> and Law and Mia Order? Sorvino. Oh, Mia Sorvino. Yes. I don't even think we're saying her last name right. <laughs> we're the worst pop culture show in the <laughs> history of podcasts. <laughs> well, here's the thing about fucking Dr. Phil. That kid is making money. And I'll tell you why he's making money. It's because there's a commercial every fucking there two really minutes. There really is. There really is. It's crazy. Yeah. You, you cannot. Yeah. He doesn't get through a thought before he's like, we'll, <laughs> we'll be right back. One of the guys that worked there with me, he overnight, he went a little bit nutty and he just started scratching off lotto tickets, but he didn't have the money to pay for them. But oh. he got like five lotto tickets in and he won like 250 bucks. Oh, wow. Well, then he had the money to pay for them. That's right. After he scratched <laughs> off an additional like $6,000 worth of tickets what? because he thought he was going to win. He's like, in his oh, mathematical... The gambler, the gambler that's mentality. Right. In, his, in his head, mathematically, this was all going to work yeah. out if he could just get enough tickets. Yeah. It was a big ordeal. You know what they did? They moved him to another location. <laughs> they didn't even fire the guy. Wow. That's, that's how badly they needed help at the BP in the middle of the night. Sure. They moved him to a bigger <laughs> gas station, a better gas station, with more lotto tickets. Who knew? The next episode of The Commercial Break starts... Now, yeah, ah, yeah. <laughs> Episode number six hundred and twelve of the commercial break. We made uh, it. Right, we made it. <laughs> I'm now ninety two years old in the in the year twenty twenty, the year of our Lord twenty twenty, <laughs> the year of our little baby Jesus twenty twenty. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Brian. He's <laughs> Chrissy. I'm trying to get this whole camera thing worked out there. Yes. It's actually when you point to yourself. It actually shows you pointing to yourself. I thought it was going to be like a mirror, so I had to point to you, and then I was going to point to me. <laughs> TCBpodcast.com, you can go, and you can watch the show on YouTube. It's absolutely free. We do not charge as of yet, and most likely YouTube will not allow us to take advertisers. <laughs> so. so my big grand money-making scheme is out the f***ing window. But you know what? Dang. We're just we're here. We're, we're doing it for, for you on a Master's Sunday. Congratulations to Dustin Ooh, Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what the Masters is. It's a big golf tournament uh, here in the state of Georgia in Augusta. Usually it's, held during April. Yeah. You, <laughs> usually when the flowers are blooming is when uh, is when you have the Masters. But because of the year of our Lord 2020 COVID, uh, they decided to hold it in November with absolutely no fans. Taking, all, uh, taking almost all the fun out of the Masters. I don't know. It just wasn't the same for me. But anyway, I'm not going to go on about the Masters. Well, I, I'm very minutes. impressed, though, that they just randomly chose this time and it was beautiful. It ended beautiful up being weather. gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Very impressed. Well, I mean, they, they pay attention to all that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's the most manicured place in all of human history. It really Maybe is. Maybe besides Walt Disney World. Yeah, it's manicured. It's beautiful. They have like temperature sensors in the ground and they'll like heat <laughs> up the ground. Wow. If it gets too cold and then they'll, you know, cool it down if it gets too hot. And I, I don't know. They, there's a whole thing behind it. It's all very <laughs> manicured. Let's put it that way. And since no one gives a fuck about the Masters, we're going to stop talking about the Masters. But congratulations <laughs> to Dustin Johnson and his absolutely spectacularly beautiful wife. Uh, Pauline. Paulina. Paulina. Sorvino. <laughs> no. Wasn't there a Paulina Sorvino? A Paula Sorvino? Maybe. Remember her dad Probably was like, a big, somewhere in like the a big fat guy who ate a lot of pasta and was in the... <laughs> Italian movies no, I think and Law and Mia Order. Mia Sorvino. Oh, yeah. Mia Sorvino. Yes. I don't even think we're saying her last name right. <laughs> we're the worst pop culture show in the <laughs> history of podcasts. <laughs> because we've never got, we haven't gotten a single fact right about any of our pop culture. Speak for yourself. Well, listen, I do. I, okay, here comes the Maya Copa, if you will. 
Uh, the mea culpa is that the last week Chrissy and I started off the, the show with what I thought was a pretty funny punchline, which was, at, you know, after a week of crazy news stories, we finally got to the bottom of something, and that is that Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani were not divorcing. But then Chrissy told me that they're not divorcing because they're not fucking married. <laughs> oh. Well, I then published a video, which you can go and see. I'm not taking it down. I'm not at that part. I'm not at that stage. I'm not conceding. I'm not conceding. <laughs> Because I haven't counted all of the right. marriage certificates yet, mm-hmm. but I put up a video. <laughs> I put up a video because so Chrissy says on air. She you can go back and watch the episode. Chrissy says on air. Well, Brian, they're not divorcing because they were never married. And I said, well, that's your opinion, not my opinion, <laughs> because I read that they were married. And so then I went and I found a magazine cover that said Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton wedding drama, and I naturally assumed by looking at the. Co- ah. At the cover only, that they had gotten married. So then I published a whole video, basically pointing at making Chrissy, fun making fun of, of Chrissy, and saying, "You know, see here, I was right all all along." Mm-hmm. Well, had I picked up, had I actually gone into the magazine and looked at it, I would have figured out that they have not yet gotten married. It was wedding drama that was yet to come. Right. They, hadn't, they hadn't actually had a wedding. So yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you lost on the clip. <laughs> I'm not conceding. Had the, had we done this fairly and had every legal magazine been counted. <laughs> I was even at the grocery store and saw a little cliff and sent that text to you that. I know. She texted me. <laughs> you fucker. Now all of YouTube thinks I'm an asshole when actually you're the asshole. But that's how media works. That's how you spin mm. it, boys and girls. I'm giving you a master class on how to spin media. <laughs> well, I accept your apology, Brian. Thank you. Speaking of engagement, did you did, – speaking of engagement <laughs> – Speaking of uh, relationships, did you know that Kamala Harris and that guy Montel Williams dated? I did not. This is fucking nuts to me, actually. Isn't Montel Williams the guy who's like selling hard money loans on TV? I think I have seen him in those commercials. (laughs) I spend years getting to the bottom of the truth on my television show, Montel Williams. (laughs) He was big for a while. I know. And now I finally figured out what the truth is with your finances. (laughs) 27% payday loans are good for you. Raise your credit score. Get you out of debt. <laughs> right. Help lift you economically. You too can borrow $200 and pay back $7,000. Right. <laughs> but I, I learned that Kamala Harris and Montel Williams had dated for a while in the 90s. And okay. I, yeah. During his heyday. <laughs> during, his, during his cocaine days. <laughs> I think she was like a prosecutor back then. So, yeah, I think Montel, is Montel Williams a lawyer? Was he a lawyer at I one point? So. Or like a politician? Didn't think, he like the mayor of Cincinnati or something? Uh, oh, no, that was the other guy. I can't. That was the other asshole that had a show in the middle of the day. What was his name? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you know it. The one uh, <laughs> the one that everyone went crazy on. Jerry Springer Jerry show. Jerry Springer. Yeah, he was the mayor of Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Well, how that qualified <laughs> him to have a television show, I'm not particularly sure. But it was the, it was the, the wing-ding 90s, and we were all going crazy. Yeah. Eddie Vedder was swinging from the rafters. <laughs> Ricky Lake had lost a bunch of weight, and Jerry Springer came on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good old Jerry. Well, I mean, and Montel was in the mix. Montel was in the mix. He was Sally like kind of, Jesse Raphael. Ah, uh, Sally Je- then Jesse too. Raphael. Yes. The red glasses. See, here was the thing: is that if you, in case you 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 weren't alive back then, because I know that some of our audience is younger, and then some is, some are about to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some are on the back end of the curve, like me. 
back in the 90s, all of a sudden, because Oprah became so very popular very quickly, mm-hmm. then the daytime talk shows came out of the woodwork. This lady named Ricky Lake, which I'm not sure what she was famous for, but she had a television show that was kind of like an Oprah. She was an actress. Yeah, she, yeah. Oh, she, she was, was in, in Hair. Hair, mm-hmm. which I've never seen in my entire life. But she was in Hair. And then so like this whole spate of... Uh, pop culture like kind of talk shows came out of the woodwork and you know you'd watch them if you stayed home sick from school or in between shifts at work or whatever it was yeah. Ricky Lake Montel Williams I would say that they had a mix between Jerry Springer and Oprah now sometimes they had like real hard hitting type stuff on and you were you know you sat around like you know everyone was a big fan of bringing the neo nazis on with the you know mm. with the black activists and then they mm. put them in a room together and watch the blood <laughs> watch the chairs fly like Geraldo Jeez. Rivera oh, who oh. also had a daytime oh, awful also yeah. had a daytime uh, talk show on and then there was the queen which was Oprah mm-hmm. Sally Jesse Raphael was another one i mean there's a bunch of them the Phil Donahue had a show on yeah. there but Montel Williams was one of these guys who started off like Oprah Winfrey but then quickly when it quickly devolved into well, Jerry Springer. They all do that. It was I a think. race to the bottom. Yeah. yeah that's, it was. They start off trying to be serious and yeah. then they have to do what it takes. You got to do what it takes. Get you, the eyeballs yeah, you can't watching. let all the dollars go to Jerry. You got to spread it around. And so now, <laughs> thank God, all of those programs are off the air and we just have a couple of hard hitting programs on that I, I really, quite frankly, I'm glad that we now can have some serious, stable daytime television programming <laughs> like Dr. Oz. Right. Dr. Phil, Maury Povich, Maury Povich. If that isn't the shittiest fucking television show I have ever seen in my entire. Is it still on? Maury Povich is still on. Okay. Oh, they're still, they're still finding out who's mama's who's mama. Lord. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. Who cares? Have you ever watched an episode of that? Uh, yeah. Not in a while, but. <laughs> you don't, you don't record that? <laughs> no, I do not. I bet my and mom And in fact, does. Dr. Phil. I hey, wanna... Ryan. <laughs> Dr. Phil's awful too now. Dr. Phil turned into Jerry Springer yeah, real quick really too. Yeah, he really did. And you know what? I, wa- I I was ill a couple of months back. I had like a sinus infection or something. And I ended up hanging out in the bed all day long. And I watched an episode of Dr. Phil. And here's the thing about fucking Dr. Phil. That kid is making money. And I'll tell you why he's making money. It's because there's a commercial every fucking there two really minutes. There really is. There really is. It's crazy. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. He doesn't get through a thought before he's like, we'll, <laughs> we'll be right, right back. And then they, what they do is they bumper it. And what, what happens, what I mean by a bumper is, is that they show a little video clip coming into and out of the commercials. So you never really get to the fucking point. It's Dr. Phil talks for 15 seconds. Then you have a one and a half minute bumper out. Then a one and a half minute bumper in. Dr. Phil has turned into trash TV. And at first I thought he was just this, you know, tough doctor, talk, tough talking. Yeah, doctor, <laughs> doctor. He's like a doctor of like bovology or something. He studied cows. <laughs> I think, right? Cal psychology. Cal psychology. <laughs> moo, 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 Well, Oprah moo. endorsed him. She got him started. Oh, yeah. And then he he has gone completely downhill. Oprah is not afraid of making money. Just going to throw no. that out there. She's, she's no. done a good job at that. She has. www.tcbpodcast.com is where you can go. You can read all the show notes, find out more about Chrissy and I. You can join the break room. I'll tell you why that's important in a minute. And after, our, after our break. <laughs> after our break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the commercial break. <laughs> Chrissy and I were just here talking about Dr. Phil. We'll be right back. <laughs> and so like I was saying about Dr. F- oh, got to take a break. <laughs> Paying those bills. That's right. Paying those bills and having some thrills. Today on Dr. Phil, my transgender teenager wants to find rainbows in Hawaii. <laughs> 
Mom says no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Crazy, crazy shit. This man went on the internet and took his genitalia off with a <laughs> with a dull butter knife. <laughs> Dr. Phil gets to the bottom. After this commercial. <laughs> <laughs> tcbpodcast.com go join the break room and i'll explain why chrissy and i uh turning the new year here we are going to start doing two episodes a week for you but you have to be a part of the break room to grab one of those episodes so you want to do that uh now a couple months ago we said the first hundred people who joined the break room would never ever pay for any content well you most likely most people won't pay for any content <laughs> so don't worry about that part yet but go and join the break room so that you can get access to that second show we also now if, you, if you've noticed we've kind of sharpened up our tv image here mm-hmm. uh, you can see that on tcbpodcast.com and <laughs> thank you chrissy <laughs> we'll be right back after chrissy does her makeup <laughs> for these few words after these words <laughs> um so, uh, so join the break room and then you make sure you get in on that. And Chrissy and I will also be doing uh, live shows from time to time. No, we've promised this for a long time, but I actually fucking figured it out. Chrissy, Yay! look at that. It's yeah. working. And so if it doesn't look like I'm staring at the camera. It's because I'm actually <laughs> staring at this TV studio software I've got running here. I've got great camera presence. We'll have to get used to all of this. Stuff. We are. You know, we're taking yeah. it one step at a time. Baby steps. Yeah. At the commercial break is where you can find us on Instagram. Please go and follow. We're adding new content on there all the time. And, uh, Email us info at the info at tcbpodcast.com info at tcbpodcast.com. Ask us anything. We're going to start doing a segment on the show. We will where we will answer any questions regarding any subject because Chrissy and I consider ourselves experts in almost every subject, almost everything, except for most of the stuff that we talk about. <laughs> exactly. Except, except for Gwen and Blake and Dr. Phil and Maury Povich and. <laughs> Mia Sorvino, which is actually Mira Sorvino now that I think about it. That was her name, wasn't it? Mira so. Sorvino. Yes. So there you go. I, I'm i back on, I, I know you hate when I talk about shitty television because it just gets you started and then Jeff gets pissed off at me. <laughs> but I got to throw, throw another one into the mix here. I do not, by the way, I want to clarify. I do not watch this. I did not start watching this. This was not something that I picked up the, the remote and changed the channel to. But Astrid has gotten hooked on the Bachelor Bachelorette series. Plenty of people watch well, this. Oh, millions Tons. and millions. And yes. there's a whole My fucking... best friend still watches it. I I had to stop myself <laughs> have you, have you? But you watched it? Oh, yeah. Oh, so you know and what it's all oh, about. Oh, yeah, of course. Who didn't watch it when it I first came out? I didn't watch it. I had no idea what it was all about. I mean, I honestly, Ever? until about until two seasons ago, wow. when they had the pilot on, Pilot Pete. Yeah. Do you remember Pilot? Oh, you, you didn't watch it. So it was, a, I don't know, there was a pilot on and Astro yeah. thought he was cute. Whatever. His name was Pilot Pete. So that was like two seasons ago. So now we've watched. So now we're on this like COVID bachelorette where there's a lady, the oldest bachelorette in bachelorette history. And she goes on and they're all quarantined at this beautiful resort. And then she falls in love with a guy within like six seconds of being on the show. And so they kick they kick the two of them off. I heard right? about that. Yeah, they're just like, that. yeah, okay, mm-hmm. see you later. If you're, hey, if you're not going to play the game, then why are, we, why are you here? Yeah, but good you're, for them for finding love. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's a fucking television show. <laughs> good for them for finding love. I mean, listen, I say that, like Astrid pointed out, like Astrid and I have, we have a lot of fun watching the show because I will make fun of everything that goes on on the television yes. show, pointing out to her clearly that this is all highly produced and <laughs> scripted, right? right? But I mean, you know, there's some, I understand that there's some fun in the, in, thinking that you might be you might find your romantic partner on a television show or love at first sight and all this other stuff why not hey listen i found my romantic partner on facebook i mean basically right and Mm -hmm. so we were watching that one of these episodes like the first episode of this new bachelorette season and i guess the premise i guess the thing that goes on is there's a group date 
And then all the guys vie for her attention for 10 or 15 minutes to pull her away from the group. This is the first, like when they're first meeting? Yeah, when they're first meet. The first rose Yeah, like ceremony. first rose ceremony. But I think they do it like, like it's called like the cocktail party or something. Okay. Okay. So anyway, the premise is, is that there's, they start off with 30 guys. They immediately eliminate like 12 of them. So now it's down to like 18 guys. Okay. Within the first half hour of the episode or something like that. So then they have this big group date, which is just a bunch of guys standing around drinking cocktails. And then they mm-hmm. all try and pull her away yes. for five or 10 minutes to get their May look. I have to a get their time. May I have a minute with you? <laughs> May I steal you away? Can I have some camera time? Uh, right. I quit my job for this. <laughs> I was the mayor of Cincinnati. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> After these words. After these words. After these messages. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. back. Uh, so guy pulls this lady away. can't remember her name, so I'm sorry, but guy pulls this lady away. He sits her down on the couch and he, and she says, well, tell me, tell me about yourself while you're here. And he says, the second that I knew you were going to be the bachelorette, I knew I had to find a way to get on. Wow. Because just finding out all about you and what you like and what you dislike and the things that you're all about, I knew we would connect in amazing ways. And she gets, she turns to him and she goes, wow, that's. That's profound. What do you like most about me? The guy says the following. I shit you not. Well, I don't know much about you because I just met you. <laughs> I admit it. And I was like, what he, the fuck? He was you doing just, well. Yeah, he was doing well. Until he, he actually kept, needed to know kept something the bullshit. about yeah. her. Here's the thing about being a bullshitter. You got to keep the bullshit train going. Yeah. Bullshit train can't stop. You should stop. just go like, you've got brown hair. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love how you love animals. <laughs> right. Because I mean, who doesn't love animals? Right, exactly. She's yeah. not going to come. No, I don't. Yeah. I hate them. I love how you love animals <laughs> and vacation <laughs> and a good shit in the morning. <laughs> I love how you check your phone a couple times a day. <laughs> yeah, you got to go with something general. Yeah. Everybody's doing. I love how you eat <laughs> at least one hearty meal in the afternoon. So anyway, so he says this and she immediately is like, wait. You just said you knew all this stuff about me, but yeah. and he goes, well, nobody really knows anything about you. We just met. Like, I mean, we, and she goes, I know, but then why did you make this right. whole fucking <laughs> comment? Right. And he says, well, listen, I, I don't know much about you, but you're beautiful. And that's all, that's a good start. Right. Basically what he says. Yeah. He's backtracking. And so I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, this guy is, he really, he does not have a great game plan here. He went in with, no. a, he just shoveled a bunch of shit right into her, down her throat. Yeah. And then he. And then he had no more, no nothing else to back it up with. Right, got me thinking. All this guy wants is a good lady. He just wants the hot girl. He just wants the girl that's on television. That's all he really wants. Have you ever dated a guy for for just for looks? Uh, let me think here. Yes. How did that turn out? Not good. Not well. <laughs> I, I and this was in high school. Actually, I remember seeing this guy and I thought he was so good looking, so cute, and he was. Um. We ended, oh, up talking, tell. we ended up talking, ended up dating, going out on a few dates. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, there wasn't a lot going on under the hood as far as the conversation brain. You know, yeah. I, I just couldn't connect. It yeah, was, because I think. It was like this stereotypical, like, dumb, dumb jock. I think had I asked that question, <laughs> you wouldn't have said yes if there was something below the hood. Because then you would have said, well, no, I didn't date someone just for their looks because he ended up being a great guy right. that I really related to and all this other stuff. Yes. <laughs> I, when I was like 17 years old, I worked at a gas station overnights, a BP overnight, like overnight shift, graveyard shift oh, wow. at a BP. Oh my God. The stories that I could tell about <laughs> just, just my six months at the BP. 
overnight. A friend of mine that was working there, right? Who's been in other stories, but I mean, I'm not going to give the name away. He worked one of the overnight, he would work the other overnight shift. Like I would work four and then he would work three and then we would flip flop. And it was a, it was a rather interesting time to be at a gas station. You can imagine. right? And in Georgia at the time, they didn't sell booze on Sundays. So you could make an extra 60 bucks just selling people booze on Sundays out the back door. I mean, you'd, you'd ring it up. But you ring it up as like a you know six pack of Coke for thirty dollars, and they were taking a suitcase out the back door, and then they give you a twenty bucks for selling it to them, right? Yeah, the whole it was a whole thing, and just Rocket. smoking pot in the back. It was a, it was it was just a, and it was a tiny little gas station too. It was like one of those little small little gas oh, stations, right. not the big QT type things, but yeah, you know, five hundred square feet. So one night, uh, oh, so I was going to tell you about my one of my one of the guys <laughs> that worked there with me. He overnight he went a little bit nutty. And he just started scratching off lotto tickets, but he didn't have the money to pay for them. But oh. he got like five lotto tickets in and he won like 250 bucks. Oh, wow. Well, then he had the money to pay for them. That's right. After he scratched <laughs> off an additional like $6,000 worth of tickets what? because he thought he was going to win. He's like in oh, his mathematical. The gambler, the gambler that's mentality. Right. In, his, in his head, mathematically, this was all going to work yeah. out if he could just get enough tickets. Yeah. It was a big ordeal. You know what they did? They moved him to another location. <laughs> They didn't even fire the guy. Wow. That's, that's how badly they needed help at the VP in the middle of the night. Sure. They moved them to a bigger gas station, a better gas station with more lotto tickets. Who knew? So, I, and so we're, I'm working the graveyard shift at about 3.30 in the morning. A car full of women pull up. And sometimes we would lock the doors and sometimes we wouldn't. It just mm. really depended on, you know, you were supposed to, but you didn't because it, you know, it was a different time and a different place. And it was in a rather suburban area. So the girls. Kept, the 1800s. So I, yeah. <laughs> 1822. <laughs> oh, horse and carriage used, pulled up. That's right. I used to work at British Petroleum. <laughs> it wasn't a gas station. It was an actual well. <laughs> I'd be there pumping, <laughs> pumping the oil. I'd stick it through a little filter. And then we'd, you know, we had, we had torches. We'd get the, we'd dip it in the oil and we'd light it up and we'd say, hey. <laughs> we got oil. Point seventy seven shillings per gallon. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> President Dwight D. Rockefeller. <laughs> Dwight D. Rockefeller. <laughs> President Andrew Amos. <laughs> Andrew Amos. The sixth president of these United States. Andrew Amos. <laughs> the forgotten. Little known president there, Chrissy Hodley. It had to be a lot. Uh, yeah, well, so yeah. I quickly rent and unlocked the door as soon as the girls started right. pumping gas because yes. I was not going to miss out on the opportunity to have these, what I th- thought was incredibly attractive women come in the, in, in the time. And they did. Yes. And they stayed around for a while and they popped a beer and they, you know, oh. whatever. Yeah. They just kind of hung out hung for out. like an hour. Yeah. And it was clear that they were incredibly inebriated on, a, on whatever, a lot of stuff that they needed beer to then, you know, smell them out a little bit. Okay. <laughs> And in uh, the course of the conversation, in the dis, in the discourse, I find out that they work at the local strip club. Oh, yeah, okay. they know, were getting off work. Solid A, <laughs> solid A, Brian. <laughs> so I exchange phone numbers. So one of these young ladies, let's call her Tabby. I don't know. Oh, what we're going to call her Tabby. But we'll call her Tabby. One of these young ladies was very short, but super, in my opinion, super attractive. Mm-hmm. This group of girls then became. Uh, then kind of intertwined with my group of friends. Now they were in their early twenties, like 21 to 23. And I was 17 at the time living home with my father. Tabby was living at home with her mother working at the dance club. Wow. The discotheque. (laughs) (laughs) Or as one of my friends would say, the shoe show. She was working at the shoe show. show. Right. That's right. Because that's all they wear and you're paying attention. 
And are uh, these the same strippers that you moved into their house later? One of the, yes, okay. yes, that is. This is how this all kind of came about, right? Okay. And um, but Tabby was not part of the stripper that we moved into their house, but she was part. She was a part friends. of their friends group. They all mm-hmm. worked at the same dance hall. Yep, dance hall. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I remember it was nineteen seventeen. <laughs> if you saw if you saw young lady's ankle hair, you got all hot and heavy. Oh uh, yeah. You got yourself an oil well, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> pumping and spitting, pumping and spitting. Um, <laughs> so for like, two, I, I, I feel like at the time that me and this young lady, Tabby, that we were, that we were being, being pretty flirtatious with each other. Mm-hmm. The girl was a straight up bitch. I mean, huh? there was nothing about her personality that was attractive. Okay. She was like, She's kind of a miserable person. Yeah. But she was so attractive. that, uh-huh. And I felt like we kind of had like this push and pull, like this back and forth going on. <laughs> and I really wanted to date this, this girl. I really wanted to hook up with her. But mm-hmm. it wasn't happening for the first couple of months. Until one night she had a party at her mom's house. Her mom would frequently go to her, her, her boyfriend's house and then the house would be empty. And, right. And it happened. Right. Okay. We hooked up. And I, was, I felt proud. I was like, Wow. I got this incredibly attractive woman that's now my girlfriend. Yeah. This is what this is in my head. We never really talked about it, but I just assumed we're spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Now we're hooking up. You know, things are looking up for old Brian. <laughs> Three days later, I get kicked out of my house. The whole Wendy's conversation where my dad takes yes. me to Wendy's, buys me a burger and tells me I can no, <laughs> tells me this is the end of the road. <laughs> the last dime he's going to spend on me. Uh, and I think out of the kindness of their hearts, the mom and Tabby, they don't let me move in per se, but they let me spend a connected bunch of nights in a row, right? Okay. So it's kind of, yeah. I feel like I've moved in. I've got a you small, crash in yeah, there. I've got a book bag with nothing but, you know, music <laughs> lyrics for my burgeoning vocal career, <laughs> change of underwear, lottery tickets, <laughs> lottery tickets, cigarettes, <laughs> six pack of Bud Light purchased on Sunday. <laughs> yes. uh, and so now remember, her and I have hooked up once. Sometimes we hold hands. Sometimes we make out. I'm assuming we're boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. But her and I had two different schedules. I was still clinging on to the job <laughs> that I had at, at BP when I could. I didn't have a car. I now didn't have a place to live. Right. I barely had a pair of shoes. Right. And so uh, I, if you're I could, a real catch. I'm a real catch. <laughs> I was like a solid A. 17 year old Brian. You should have known that guy. Talk about the bullshit train. So, uh, so we had these varying schedules. And so we didn't have a ton of time. So sometimes she would get off at three in the morning and then I would get off at six in the morning or five in the morning and then they'd still be partying and I'd go meet them or something like right. that. And then sometimes we were just to have two different schedules. She was working, I was working, didn't happen. And then yeah. sometimes she was working and I wasn't working, but I didn't, I couldn't really be at her house without her. It wasn't right. like that type of situation. Yeah. So I would just like meander around the town, <laughs> hop from party to party or car to car until somebody would drop me off eventually. <laughs> One night, we had the night off, and we went, we, we sat, and we watched a, a, a movie, and mm-hmm. then her mom bought us some food, and then in then Tabby, who had a pretty bad nose candy problem, had a pretty bad oh. cocaine issue, like mm-hmm. all these other dancers did, yeah. right? Uh, she said, she started partying about halfway through the movie and didn't eat any of her food, mm-hmm. and she was like, I was like, listen, I'm really tired. I'm going to go to bed. You know, I'm stressed. I'm depressed. I have no money. Yes. <laughs> I have no job. My family hates me. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go to bed if that's okay. Yeah. She says, I think you should, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to stay up for a while. I think you should go in the guest room. 
And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. You can party. Okay. Going to do your thing. A couple of (laughs) nights earlier, I had noticed uh, that a gentleman that owned a landscaping company had had dropped her off a few times at her house or at the gas station or at the party or whatever, right? Uh-oh. He had a long ponytail, long red hair, beard. You know, he's like 22 years old. The guy was a total douche canoozle. But he was also the dr- he was also a drug dealer. And so uh-huh. I go to sleep in the guest room. And at about three in the morning, I get up and I go to the bathroom. And I notice that Tabby's room is open and the light is on. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go smush with her, right? Yeah. I'm going to go cuddle up with her. I open the door. There's no one there. Yeah. <laughs> So I decide I'm a, oh, she must be in the kitchen or something. You know, she's partying. So she, maybe she's out smoking a cigarette. Yeah. So I go and I cuddle up in the bed, turn off the light, cuddle up in the, go, go in the bed. The bed was against the window that overlooked the street, the front of the street. So I go to sleep and I start hearing something outside uh-huh. and I was like, oh, and I peek open the curtains and there is Mr. Landscaper plowing my girlfriend who i thought was my girlfriend they are like going at it on top of the on 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 the back of like the landscaping truck and i'm like oh my god oh no (laughs) but i'm not gonna say anything because this is my place to live (laughs) this girl was such a bitch like but and i only dated i only was dating her because i felt like she had like she had good looks yeah it was the only thing that was going for me give me a break like, <laughs> i had nothing and the only thing that i had was and this a girl. place to stay that's right so two hours later she comes in and i've basically been crying to myself in the bed by then. And she, she turns on the light and she's like oh what are you doing and i was like i'm just uh i just thought i'd cuddle with you but i noticed that you weren't here and she goes yeah I think you should probably go back to the guest room because I'm going to be up for a little while. <laughs> Holy, never, never have I been so embarrassed, Aww. hurt. So I go back to the to the guest <laughs> With room. Your tail between your That's legs. Right. My tail between my legs. Now feeling like a complete loser, right? Because mm-hmm. I now I really had nothing, and I knew it. And I knew she was banging the the, the weed dealer. Yeah, it's like hotter pot. <laughs> you know, she's like dealing. <laughs> she's like the pot dealer is now her. You know. I do, they're probably boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. I'm just some guy living in her house. <laughs> so I eventually go to sleep. A couple nights later, there's another party at her house. And, you know, Landscape Jack comes over to the party. Uh-huh. And at some point, and now we're all partying. And at some point during the night, he wants to have a very serious conversation with me. With you? With me. Okay. Hey, bro, do I wanted to say. <laughs> bra. I, I, hey, bro. Hey, bro. And anybody who calls me bra is uh, instantaneously, I know you're a shithead. <laughs> right. Hey, bro. Listen, I just wanted to get with you. I totally understand what you're going through, man. It's really shitty. You know, when I was 15 years old, I got a Corvette from my dad. He started this landscaping company for me. You know, it's a really, I, I've been burgeoning pot business, a couple, a couple hundred thousand dollars in my pocket right now. I know what a tough, I know what a tough time you're having. And I just wanted to say that I, I, I feel for you. I also talked to, you know, I talked to Tabby and I, I, th- I don't know. I'd feel like she needs some space. Like maybe you staying here isn't really a great idea. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Are you, what are you, you were banging my girlfriend and now you're telling me I got to get out of the house. And I'm like, what are you, I go, what are you saying to me? Well, listen, I mean, she doesn't want to say it cause she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to hurt your feelings either, bro. But I think it's time that you should go, you know, just kind of go do your own thing. You know, you can go stay at a motel or something. I don't know. They got a shelter for people like you. <laughs> oh God. I got a couple trash bags. If you need to put some stuff in there. Some lawn bags, they're real tough. They won't break on the street or in the train, wherever you're going to go. Like you're going to ride the back of a train or whatever you're going to do. Bang yourself from the bridge. I'm not sure what you're going to do next. But I can help you. I, uh, <laughs> did so you I left. Leave? I did. I, well, a couple nights later, I, 
<laughs> I needed a couple nights to get my plan together. Right. My plan was. <laughs> what was your plan? Have someone else take me to the Motel 6 <laughs> where I would ask for a late checkout. <laughs> and by yes. late checkout, I mean, can I have an extra couple of days? days. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that a possibility? early riser. So <laughs> I dated this girl. I was never attracted. I mean, I was never attracted to her personality ever. And mm. in, it just ended piss poorly as it would. It turned out that, I don't know, the stripper wasn't that faithful. <laughs> <laughs> well, go figure. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Good movies. girl, Bodie. <laughs> oh! Bodie. Oh, good old Dean. Dean, Dean Bodie. Whatever happened to him? I bet he has a story about dating a girl for good looks. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I scoped his YouTube channel a couple couple days ago. He's getting it. Yeah, he's doing. He's like sharpening up his look. His whole game is. Oh, nice. He's got some thumbnails with a picture of Bodie and him. Good for him. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yes. So the Bachelorette uh, <laughs> made me think about all this, and the Bachelorette is now. It turns out that you know she fell in love with this guy after like two days, and then oh, we're still talking about that. Yeah. Oh, well. The, oh, okay. Yeah. But there, isn't there a new one on there? There is a new one. Well, I'm okay. telling you, the, day, she, the, the the old girl fell in love. <laughs> the old girl. The old girl. <laughs> I've been waiting here the old well for you. Whenever you stop taking it in the poop shoot from the landscaping guy. <laughs> I'll be here pumping the well. <laughs> Craziest job you ever had. BP, no doubt. So she le- so she tells Chris Harrison is the guy who does right. this show. Yeah, he's this been guy there makes since like the yeah he's been there for like thirty two years. However long this damn show's been, <laughs> it's been on for a long time. He at least twenty. He's making like ten million dollars a year. This guy mm-hmm. because it's the most coveted franchise in reality television. Show, right, I think he's been making like ten million dollars a season. Is what he negotiated. Wow. But on every other season that I've watched, which is like two or three, he comes in. This is what he'll do. Ready? I want you to watch. Drama, drama, drama. All the guys are getting together. They're all fighting. Or all the girls, they're all fighting. Drama, 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 drama. That show kind of narrates itself, yeah. right? And then at some point, Chris Harrison walks in the door. <laughs> and let's say, say Julie is her name, right? Julie, it's time to, for the rose ceremony. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then he backs out the door. Right. And, then, and then, so, so then she'll go to the rose ceremony, and he'll be like, gentlemen, there are 19 of you here. There are only 18 roses. <laughs> Julie will begin the ceremony now. Process. Right? Okay. So now we've, he's shown up twice. And then the third time he shows up is when there's one rose left. And he'll be like, there are 12 of you standing there. There is one rose left. Julie, please present the last rose. Now, this guy gets paid $10 million fucking dollars a year to basically speak 62 words in episode. Mm-hmm. However, I think he's going to have to renegotiate his contract because on this season, he has had to get, intervene quite a, quite often. He the had, newest? newest? Yeah, this newest one because he had to have okay. a whole conversation with the lady. He had to say, you know, you're blowing up the Bachelorette. Like, we don't we don't know what to do here. We have no idea what to do. We have to reshuffle the whole show because basically she wasn't even coming out for the dates. Like, she would yeah, ask for And she that. wouldn't even come out of her room. Right. She was just like, no, nah, I like this guy. Yeah, that's it. I found him. So... You know, Chris Harrison had to really had to really go to work. Well, this poor bastard who she fell in love with yeah. is like forced to get engaged with her after like <laughs> knowing her for 36 hours. They expect an engagement. 
And he did. Oh, they he went asked, through that whole part? They went through the whole fucking thing. They got married? Yes. Oh, my God. I'm not married, but engaged. <laughs> okay. Which seems like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little quick, don't you think? It is. We'll have to follow up with those two. She's 42 or something like that, isn't she? For 38, 42. I She's the know. oldest bachelorette in history. Mm-hmm. Good looking woman. Nothing wrong with that, right? But this guy is probably in his early 20s. He's oh, really? maybe 22 years old, really? 23. Okay. This poor bastard. <laughs> He's like, I won. Just wants to get some tape. <laughs> I won. <laughs> I won. We'll be back after these <laughs> messages. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. Well, so, but so now that was the old season, and then that's, that, there's well, a that's new. The, it's, it's not an old season. It's just now it's a now it's a new part two of the same of the same season with a new girl. Yeah, they brought in a new girl. Okay, with well, same guys. Same guys. Now here's the fucking really thing. yeah. So Chris Harrison, <laughs> who's now talked more than he's ever talked in his entire life. <laughs> well, I was about to say, I think where he makes his money is on the like it's towards the end when they do the oh yeah they, they the bring tell-all. out people the tell alls yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he asks the hard hitting questions yeah he's the hard hitting journalist I could do that job I mean listen I like Chris Harrison I think he's a nice enough guy but I could do that job <laughs> the fuck is so hard about that yeah Julie you have seventy two and a half men left you have one rose make a fucking decision. So I can go to the green room, <laughs> get some food. <laughs> so Chris Harrison comes and there's still like 20 guys left. He comes out and they, all the guys are pissed. They have no idea what's going on, but they know they haven't seen the bachelorette in like a long time. Right. At some point she comes out and she tells the guys herself. But after that, they're all like, oh, great. What do we do now? I just wasted my, you know, I quit just my quit job my job. This, yeah. I planned on being a reality store star show. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I planned on being a reality show star. Right. And now all of my dreams have gone to shit. Now, some of these guys are acting like they're really attracted to this lady, even mm, though they had, z- sad. they had zero time with her. Right. Zero time. So there's the one guy. Were there tears? <laughs> no. Alina, when you have your heart set oh, on God. something, and then it just goes away without any love, without any attention, how are you supposed to just switch like that? How do you do that? I mean, some people might go, I don't do that. That's not me. That's not what I do. Chris Harrison comes out. I need you all. Your journey has not ended. Oh. I need you all to make a decision about whether or not you're ready to continue your journey toward love. And that's all I can say. And this guy back in the back. <laughs> I mean, how long do we have, man? How long do we have? And Astrid, Astrid and I are saying to ourselves, how long do you have? How long do you need? Right. What do you need? Can I take a couple of weeks and think about it here at the resort? Quarantine, right. paying for my lunch. And alcohol. Chris Harrison says, tonight at 7 p.m. <laughs> he needs your decision. It's like 5.30. So this guy's like, <gasps> so then they show a whole scene with him, you know. I had, Kara was her name. Kara? Carol, I don't know. I had a, I had a, a vision of Carol and I walking down the aisle together because I thought we were really connecting. And even before I came on the show, I knew she liked dogs. I knew she ate food. I knew she had hair. I knew all these things about her. I studied. I studied what it's like to be someone with hair so that I could I could have empathy for her. Feel it. Feel it. That's right, Chrissy. Chrissy Harrison. <laughs> Let your emotions out. But, uh, uh, 
but I guess I'm just going to like trudge on and uh, keep yeah. on going. Yeah, of course you are, you shithead, because you don't have yeah. any feelings. <laughs> right. You don't have any feelings for this girl. You just want to be on television. That's what happened in the first place. No one quits their job to fall in love. That's not, that's not logically. I mean, if you fell in love and then someone asked you to quit your job to keep that right. love, I can understand that. Yes. But if someone comes to you and this one guy was like a, like a prosecutor for like a <laughs> VA, he, got, he actually got voted into office and he had to quit his job. He quit his job because huh. he wanted to be a reality show star. Right. I said it right that time. He did. <laughs> Good job. So new girl shows up and all of a sudden this guy's woes are all cured, oh. right? Yeah, he's just all shits and giggles uh-huh. until they bring an extra six guys in Ooh. with the girl behind her, right? Ooh. And so now it's back Spicing to the original thing. Spicing up. things up. We've all been waiting for our chance to love. Classic Harrison. Classic Harrison. <laughs> you devil. Meanwhile, because I don't believe anything that happens on these reality shows anymore after our interview with Michelle yeah. from Married at First Sight, I read that the new Bachelorette had been at the resort the entire fucking time. Oh, like waiting in the wings? Waiting in the wings, as if the production crew huh. knew, as if the producers knew that something funny was going on already before the show even started. I don't believe any huh. of that shit. It's, it's hard to believe that shit. Yeah. It's hard. That's why I'm, it's very addictive, though, and that's why I stopped watching. I figured out the formula for me was if I just didn't watch the first episode, yeah, then I could be free of it. But if I watch the first episode, dang it, you're hooked. It gets me every time. You're I'm like, hooked. I want to know what happens. Well, it's hard not to watch <laughs> yeah, it after is, that. It is. Yeah, and now I don't turn it on purposefully, but now it's being recorded, and my wife will watch it. So yes. if I'm not here in the studio doing something with the podcast, I'll I'll watch too because yeah. I hate watch it. I'm just. I, right. <laughs> I find it fun to make fun of everybody. Sure. Yeah. And I got to say, I know I'm going to, I mean, there's going to be like, I don't know. They, what do they call them? Bachelor head, bachelor heads or something. I don't know. Bachelor nation, whatever they call it. Okay. But these are some of the homeliest looking brothers I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? Yeah. One guy's got a forehead the size of like, <laughs> like mine. <laughs> I mean, they all look a little, they all look a little strange. I just got to say the that. new guy. Or just the yeah, crop, the, the crop, the general crop. Okay. Yeah, the crop. I can understand why she wanted to leave. <laughs> it's like you. She's like, yeah, I like you. I like Let's you. do that. <laughs> yeah, you're the only normal looking guy. He looked like that baseball player, the one that's married to Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> they're not married. Oh, they're not married. <laughs> I don't believe you. There's going to be a video about this too. <laughs> I think they are engaged though. But a Rod. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, he guy looked like a, a Rod. Straight up like a young A Rod. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess out of the thirty seven individuals that showed up, it would have been my choice too. Yeah. I'm into I'm into A Rod. Go ahead just like anybody. And pick one. Are you are you getting the sense here in the first week or two of November that Christmas is coming earlier and earlier every year? Yes. Yeah, because I saw the Christmas stuff going up uh, before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And now we went to Target yesterday. Oh, yeah. And it's like oh, yeah. full on. It was <laughs> packed. People were in, in and out of the Christmas house. I think this goes one of two ways. Either you really want to decorate for Christmas badly, like you're going to spend a lot of money because you know it's the only holiday. It's the only chance you have left of having some semblance of normality. <laughs> Norm- normality is to actually have a Christmas and make it really special. Yeah. Or this is the last Christmas you ever think you're going to have ever because the Civil War is coming. Well, those two things. Could probably be the case. <laughs> I yeah, love I've noticed Christmas. people. I've noticed people getting all decorated out already. Yeah, I went. Well, we got in the Christmas mood because we took 
the kids to go see Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, it went about as well as would be expected. <laughs> I always love those pictures. They're one never of the kids, good. one of the kids is just like <laughs> one of the kids, both of the well, kids and both. me, and all three of us. <laughs> I look on my face. I, I hate those pictures. I never know what to do with pictures. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable. I'm comfortable behind a mic, but I'm not comfortable in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. So I always have this like goofy look on my face because I'm trying to give like the blue steel look or something. I want to, <laughs> I want to have like, I want to have some kind of nice picture. So I'm like, <laughs> you can see that online. I'll put that up on the U- on the YouTube's. Yes. <laughs> my son is they. You we, were making some funny faces while we were doing some picture taking recently for the oh, podcast yeah. we'll put some of those outtakes up on the website that was that was funny we, we do yeah we were put taking some up. pictures for the podcast that's going to go on podcast magazine yes. in december and if you feel so inclined i'll remind you again that you can go to the hot 50 which is a podcast go to podcastmagazine.com and then look at the hot 50 and it says you know vote for hot 50 you can go vote for the commercial break if you choose to do so that'd be super great i I guess we get in the podcast, the podcast that is the top 50 podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and you get some recognition. It's a neat thing. And if you want, if you want to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, I totally understand. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) Classic podcast magazine. (laughs) Classic. So we get there and we get there 15 minutes early. And of course, my main concern is, is that there is a raging fucking pandemic going on right here in the United States. Yeah, it's it's up like eighty something percent. Two hundred thousand new cases. Wow! On, on this day that we are recording, which is Sunday before the Tuesday when this will be broadcast. Yeah. And so I'm really concerned about this because now I'm going to put my son and my daughter in the lap of a strange man who's been touching you know thousands of other children over the course yeah, of a couple of weeks. How are they making that safe? They're they're not. Well, here's how they're <laughs> they're not. They're not. <laughs> we shoved Come our kids on down the COVID Christmas. <laughs> Our Santa Claus, <laughs> our Santa Claus wears plastic and nothing else. No cleaning, no sanitizing. Your kids will get COVID. Don't worry. Herd immunity right around the corner. COVID Christmas. It's the COVID Christmas castle. Come on down. We have 12 Santas. 11 have died. Do your kids hate Santa? We do too. We permit him to not wear a mask, no hand sanitizer. <laughs> and we require that he be wrapped in plastic. Nothing else. <laughs> yeah, was he wearing a mask? No. <laughs> no. I Santa gonna wear a mask, please. It's like it a could death have been trap. like it could have been disguised underneath like a beard. Could have a beard. Yeah, that would have been a little weird. <laughs> Santa's got no mouth. Because <laughs> the kids aren't scared enough. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's got no pupils. <laughs> uh, Santa boxes, young man. Cauliflower eyes, no pupils. His mouth is missing. Step right up. Yeah, step right up. He's got a broom for an arm. <laughs> a colostomy bag from Vietnam. <laughs> Remember that hair Michael Jackson had? (laughs) Same hair. (laughs) His hair melted in the Pepsi commercial. (laughs) 
Come on down to Christmas COVID Castle. We'll take care of you. Oh my gosh. This sounds like a great outing. Woo! <laughs> we. Uh, we call him Sickle Cell Santa. <laughs> We'll be right back out of these messages. <laughs> oh my gosh! Woo. I'm picturing it. Uh, it's making me just it, it, yeah, I know. Giggle. Me too. <laughs> Every time I would say something, I would picture like another missing piece of his body. <laughs> so they weren't sanitizing or masked up. Got cornbread pans for knees. <laughs> Surgically attached lizard feet and a tail. <laughs> Come on down. Your kids will love them. It's <laughs> uh, like the Walmart Santa. Oh, did you have to make an appointment? To yeah, go do yeah this? you okay. got to make an appointment because okay. this is like the best Santa in, oh, it's in, that in all one. the nation. It's that yeah, one. It's the, okay. There's one at Phipps Plaza here in yeah. Atlanta. It was one of the highest paid maybe individuals in the history of Earth. <laughs> I think he gets a base salary of two hundred and fifty thousand. It's been reported. I don't really? know. I know some people have disputed this, and I, I've read it. And then in other places, I've heard it disputed. Gets a base salary of like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then it costs you know twenty six bucks just to sit on the guy's lap. I mean, right? You know, well, after all of that for six weeks, it might be well paid. Yeah, it might I mean, be well paid. Yeah. The guy definitely has COVID, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, doubt. Maybe. He's got no mask. He's there's no protection against those <laughs> shitty yeah. little. You know, snotty. Uh, petri dish children running around <laughs> little snotty noses. So we get there. So we make an appointment and we get there. It's like Monday, I don't know, seven o'clock at night. And we get there. There's a huge line and everyone's social distancing enough and everyone has a mask on. But when you get up there, how they're really handling this is Santa is sitting in his chair and then there's a couch next to Santa oh, and they don't let you sit with in Santa. the lap. Okay. But Santa will, you know, kind of lean in and, <laughs> and talk to the kids. What do you want for Christmas? <laughs> I can't hear. <laughs> I can't hear you. I got my cauliflower here. He's got one of those tin horns from 1920. <laughs> What'd you say, son? I want a Mickey Mouse scooter. You want a walking cane made a pewter? What? <laughs> so uh, he. So we. We decided we're going to do a family photo instead of the, the kids' nice. individual photos. Okay. Because we can't get the kids to sit still. Right. How am I going to get my two-year-old son to sit, sit still? He's so excited about Santa. When we get there, he's looking at all the pictures and he's saying, yeah. Santa, Santa, Christmas, Christmas. You know, he likes the Christmas trees and the lights. He's yeah. running all over the mall going up and down the escalator, up and down the escalator, up and down. We must have done that <laughs> 70 times. But finally, they call our name and we take off our masks and we go and we sit. As soon as... My son gets even close to Santa. It's like full blown. Oh, he doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. I don't know why Santa is so scary to small and li- children. Live in person. Yeah, live in person. That's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's, it's all cartoony. Yes. It's a lot like when you see one of those characters at Disney World. Yes. Yeah, they get scared of that too because yeah. they're like, hold on a second. It's right. not as small as it is on the TV. Right. And why don't his eyes move? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> So we sit them down and they are all over the place. I mean, you know, Mia's got her, her dresses flying up over her head. <laughs> Matthias's pants won't like cover his his socks. It's up on his ankles. Yeah. So the lady keeps saying, you want to pull his pants down? You want to pull his pants down? And I'm and meanwhile, there's a guy behind her, you know, a guy who's an elf. 
Yeah, an elf, right? <laughs> Who's a little effeminate, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, hi, hi, look over here. Look, it's Elmo. Do you like Elmo? And uh, he's like running around. He's got a <laughs> right. horn. He's got a belt. Ding, 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 ding. Smile. You're so cute with your little curls. Smile. Meanwhile, my son is like, he's like, fuck yeah, you. right. <laughs> I don't know what you're having a conniption fit back there, but this is I, all I want is like, a, give me the phone with. Right. <laughs> I want to watch 60 minutes on my dad's phone. Is that OK? Um, and it's, everyone's running around trying to make the kids pay attention, right. but they don't want to pay attention. And yeah. all my mom does. Is, I mean, all my uh, my wife does is she is just trying to get Matthias just to sit still. And the guy keeps on saying, hey, you want to pull his pants down so it looks a little bit better? And I'm like, no, I don't want to pull his fucking pants down. I want you to take, take a the picture. picture. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, Santa wants to have a whole conversation with my son. My son is not talking. He doesn't <laughs> want to have a conversation. My son doesn't know what he wants for Christmas. Yeah. He doesn't know what he wants in the next minute and a half. He's two. Right. He doesn't know what he wants. You know what I want? I want to get up off this fucking COVID <laughs> couch, couch and I want to go somewhere else. Have a drink. Uh, and you got to pay $180 to have a drink. You can pay $180 to get, you know, reprints just to get a disc with the pictures on it. Wow. And all of them are like me, like, uh, uh, me trying to look like it's smile. Uh, uh. I hate pictures. I hate them. I defy people out there to find a good looking picture of me and circle it, circle it and send it to me because there isn't one out there. One time I had a lady tell me she was an endocrinologist and she told, told me that I, she thought I had a thyroid problem. And I said, why do you think I have a thyroid problem? Well, I've been looking through pictures of you and every picture, your eyes are wide open like this, like bulging eyeballs. That's a sign of a thyroid problem. And I'm like, no, that's a sign of a guy who doesn't know how to take a picture. I'm just like, ah. oh my God, holy. It's right. too much. It's too much. The kids don't, kids, kids don't care about Santa Claus. No. no. But I understand. My wife said, there's one normal thing that we're going to do this year is we are going to go and we're going to take a fucking picture with Santa Claus. There you go. And then, you know, we'll leave the rest to, oh, we'll be right back. At, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the actual end of the show. That's, that's the problem when you do that all show. Now people think you're going to be back in a few right. minutes. <laughs> we will be back in a few minutes if you belong to the break room. TCBpodcast.com is where you go to find out more information about the show. Read all the show notes. You can watch us on YouTube. You can hit up hit us up on Instagram at The Commercial Break. Please do. We're publishing new content uh, on that Instagram. And who knows? We might do an Insta Live, whatever they call that, mm-hmm. Instagram movie or Instagram Live. Yeah. Yeah, we might do that now that we figured out the, the television software here. Only took me six months to figure that out. I'm glad so, you did. Yeah, but it looks good. It I does? It looks better. Let's put it that way. It's better. It's a, it's a work in progress. Yes. So go to the website and then, you know, join the break room. When you join the break room, you get access to the after show. The after show is a show we do afterwards, only available on YouTube and only available to those members of the break room. So we don't send the link out to everybody because then, then you don't feel special. That's all I got to say. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. <laughs> you too. Are you in debt? <laughs> do you want to be in more debt? You want to be in more debt? <laughs> Good. You too could be temporarily out of debt to be in much more debt. You know how good it feels to be out of debt for 15 minutes? That'll cost you. I spent 22 years getting to the bottom of things on my show with the Montel Williams show. If there's one thing I know, lots of people are in debt. So who cares? Pile it on. Jerry Springer. So cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Christy Cheers. and I are recording in the studio again. Together. Together. Isn't that nice? Yes. I like it. 
I, I, I think it. I like it a little bit better than looking at you on the screen. Yes. Yeah, I think I do. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so don't forget to Fun. email us info at tcbpodcast.com, info at tcbpodcast.com. And I'll tell you why you want to do that. You want to do that because Chrissy and I are going to start doing two shows a week and to get access to those two shows a week you must you need to sign up to the break room and we'll follow up with more information so join us on the after show we're going to be right there in just a couple minutes click on the link and uh yeah what else do i have to say we'll be right back after these messages (laughs) 